Welcome back to Pop the Trunk and our first episode of 2021. I hope everyone had a great Christmas and New Year. I'm Adam Britton, Creative Director and Managing Director here at Content Specialist Trunk. With the government's announcement this week about a third lockdown, we've made the decision to put back our release schedule by one week and invite our personal trainer onto the show to discuss best practices for working from home. I'll apologise now for the audio quality as it's not the best, but we recorded the chat over Zoom very quickly this morning, then just gave it a quick edit so we could get it out to you lot as fast as possible. You hear it all the time, people say, I'm too busy, I'm too busy to exercise, I'm too busy to have a break, I've got far too much work on, I need to just work right through the day until eight o'clock at night. That makes sense though, doesn't it? When you consider how much people's mental health takes a hit from sitting in the office all day and doing nothing but work. The, the, the pandemic's shown everybody how important family is, how important spending time with the people that you love is. Hey Jack, how's it going? Hi Adam, not too bad mate, how are you? Yeah, really well, thanks mate. Thanks a lot for joining me. Obviously we've we've worked together for a few years now, you've been Trunks PT, um, helping us out with our physical and mental wellbeing for, for quite a while. I think after this week's announcement by Boris Johnson, the government that will be staying at home for another few months, I thought it was only right to get you on a call. So hopefully we can help some other people with their um, physical and, and mental well-being as well. So first of all, I'd like to start with, with a question, which is quite an obvious question, but probably the right place to start, which is how important do you think it is to ensure that you are keeping yourself physically fit whilst working from home? It's... It's up there with the most important things that you need to be doing, really. Um, physical activity isn't just a, a bonus to your physical health. Obviously, it's a big boost to mental health as well. It reduces your stress levels massively. Um, it's very important to get a routine built around it so that you, you're kind of holding yourself accountable to, to doing it and it becomes a habit. Um, you'll find that when you, you start exercising regularly, um, your stress levels will be reduced, your sleep will uh, improve, your nutritional habits along with that will naturally improve because your body needs the nutrients, it needs different things. Um, so that will automatically increase your health over a long period of time, really. Okay. So in terms of productivity for a business and why it's important and why we made the decision to obviously start working with you a few years ago, but for, for anyone listening, how important would you say that is as well to ensure that people are, are doing that for business productivity? Um, same reasons, really. I mean, exercise reducing stress levels is the main one there. So if you um, if you take the average person who sits at a desk for what uh, sort of between nine and 12 hours a day, some people sit for a long time. Um, if they're not taking regular breaks and getting up and moving, what happens is um, stress levels increase. And any way that you can sort of reduce those stress levels will increase productivity over the long run. Um, if you if you're getting up sort of from your desk every half an hour and just going for a little walk around the office, uh, even that it will have a massive impact because it just takes you away from the computer. It, it refreshes your mindset. Um, the breaks themselves are brilliant. But if you can add exercise into that as well, we all know that exercise reduces stress levels. We all know that exercise um, increases endorphins. It makes you feel better. It's just a win-win. You're going to be able to concentrate for a much longer period of time. Um, with in regards to um, sickness, there's a lot of uh, UK sick absences is due to uh, inactivity, not directly due to. I mean, they could be colds, flus, um, uh, postural problems, backache, that kind of thing. Um, a lot of these can also be impacted by physical activity. It's interesting you say that in terms of getting, it's that kind of marginal gains, isn't it? So 
if, for example, you hear it all the time, people say, I'm too busy, I'm too busy to exercise, I'm too busy to have a break, I've got far too much work on, I need to just work right through the day until eight o'clock at night, and there's no possible way that I could take half an hour out to go and either go on a walk around the office or, or go and do some exercise in the park or whatever it might be. However, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, what you're saying is actually taking that half an hour out might mean that you'll be able to finish at seven o'clock because you'll be able to focus more, you'll be more productive and you'll be able to get more work done. Correct. If you imagine you start your day at sort of 100% capacity, as your day goes on hour by hour, um, say, for example, your capacity to, to work reduces by 10% each time. As the day goes on, it gets less and less and less and less and less. You'll get to, say, 10 o'clock, you might be at, I don't know, uh, 60% capacity, for example. If you then get up, take yourself away from your desk, have a break. If you can do some exercise, go for a walk, it will then refresh your capacity, not necessarily back to 100%, but it will bring it then back up to sort of the 80 90%, which you then start again and you go for another three or four hours. So you're finishing the day a lot more productive than what you started the day. If you get to the end of the day and you're at 10% capacity, well, your work quality has just dropped through the floor. Whereas if you get to the end of the day and you're at 60, 70, 80% capacity still, just from having, they don't necessarily have to be um, hour-long breaks. We're talking sort of 15-minute 15 minute walk outside, anything to just, just refresh yourself. Um, your, your end product at the end of the day is going to be massively improved. Interesting, yeah. I think what I'm hearing a lot is people are finding it really difficult to kind of differentiate between home life, work life. You know, they might finish work at six o'clock and shut the laptop in the in the kitchen and go into the front room and an hour later they're being called back to to jump on something quickly. And um, you know, before they could they could close the laptop, leave it at the office and there's 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 that absolute clear line of of when they go home, they finish work for the day. Um what's your kind of recommendation around that and and how you can how you can almost bridge that or, or unbridge that gap if you like um so there's two ways that i would approach that the first one would be a routine setting a solid routine is is very very valuable so if you for example take what you would normally do if you were going into the office on a daily basis so you'd wake up saying i don't know um seven o'clock in the morning you would get go downstairs you'd have your breakfast you'd get dressed you'd brush your teeth you'd grab your coffee you'd walk out the front door you'd go and get your train um that that is the routine that you would want to try and stick to you'd then arrive at work you do i don't know two three hours worth of work you'd have a break mid-morning to make a, a cup of coffee something like that do the same routine stick it to the same routine and don't let anything break that work routine once you finish work even though you're at home imagine that you've been in the office all day it's sort of in manchester wherever you are and you've commuted back home and that is the end of it um, if you're then doing work at home after you would normally have finished in the office, it will just turn into a giant cycle of you, you don't feel like you're doing anything else. And all that will do is bring down your uh, your morale and it will bring down motivation. It will um, reduce creativity. It will just drop productivity through the floor. The second way I'd, I'd kind of look at doing it would be to, so with quite a lot of people, it's the commute that um, separates work. So your commute, the start of your commute will be the start of your working day. The end of your commute will be the end of your working day. And there are two clear barriers, whether you get in the car or whether you get on the train, whether you get the bus, regardless, that commute is the start and the finish. Um, you can kind of mimic that by going out for a walk as if you were walking to work. So you would take yourself out for a walk first thing in the morning. Not only does that um, give you the exercise that you need, it gets your body moving, it gets your mind engaged, um, but it also gives you the line. It gives you the start point, it gives you the end point.
yeah, that's a great idea. Never even thought of that, but that's brilliant because, yeah, I think I saw something a few a few months ago about, just, I think it was just a funny thing to kind of say, make sure you're not wearing jogging bottoms during lockdown because you're never going to know, you know, make sure you're wearing jeans every day or what you typically wear to work. And it's really interesting because um, obviously the kids are now at home as well. And my son wanted to do homeschooling in his onesie the other day. And I was like, absolutely not get upstairs. I didn't ask him to put his uniform on, but at least put some clothes on that you're not going to be productive sat there in your pajamas. And I'm telling you now there's, Plenty of people across the country, if they weren't on webcam for a day, have probably worked in their pajamas, and they were, and they were probably at fifty percent capacity all day. Because if you're in your pajamas, you're never going to be um, kind of at the level you, you should be. And I think that's in, in regards to going out for a walk in the morning and afterwards, to kind of have that cut off is a great shout. Obviously, now we're in January, you get a big spike of people. Probably you get loads of requests to, to work with you. You know, gyms get loads of memberships and everything like that. And then when, when is it usually, would you say it's usually around February or March that it starts to drop off? I think everyone decides to be the fittest person in the world for, for two weeks and then they decide to give up dry January and, and just get pissed for a few, for a few months again and, and forget all about it. How do you, what's your advice to kind of stop that kind of, if you've made the decision at the beginning of the year, how do you stick to it? Habits and tracking. So uh, one of the reasons people tend to give up is because they, whatever they do, um, they, they throw themselves into a hundred percent. Now I'm not saying you shouldn't throw yourself into a hundred percent. What I'm saying is take it little step by little step. If you, um, if, if I'm coaching someone, for example, I would never go and I would tell them to change the nutrition, start, if they've gone from nothing, they're at square zero, um, I would never tell them to start eating a particular way, uh, do 10,000 steps a day, go to the gym four times a week, drink three litres of water a day, go to, you know, I wouldn't tell them to do all these things at once. What I would do is I would say little bit at a time. So if you are improving on yesterday by 1%, that is enough. It's, it's an improvement. Regardless of what that improvement is, that is enough for me. Um, and over a long period of time, that will then become a sustainable habit. The reason people quit normally is because the things that they choose to do are completely unsustainable. They're unsustainable diets. They're fatty diets that they've seen on Instagram or any social media platform. Um, they are workout routines with exercises that they don't like doing so for example if you if you have um, a dodgy hip and someone's telling you to go to the gym and squat and it gives you pain every single time that's going to demotivate you you're not going to want to do that yet you're going to think that's an important part of that program whereas in reality you could change that and you could do something completely different and get similar or better results okay so in terms of maybe if there's a manager listening now who's got a team of six who's working from home, for example, what advice would you give to them? Start small. Um, so if you've got a manager who's looking after a team of people, uh, what I would start with is asking all of those people to do something very simple, something like take a break, take a break mid-morning, take your lunch break, step away from the computer, enjoy your food, take time to, because it's all about mental health at the moment, um, exercise and nutrition feed directly into that. Yes, don't get me wrong, but um, the simple things make the biggest differences. Um, so if you're taking the breaks like you should be taking and not sitting at your computer all day, that's going to make the biggest impact. From that point, you have more motivation to do the other things. You have more motivation to train. You have more motivation to eat well. Um, it's, it's a giant cycle. So it's, it just snowballs out of control and it can either snowball the wrong way or the right way. 
Um, obviously, you want it to snowball the right way and anything can set that snowball off. It's whatever you enjoy doing that sets that snowball off. So if you enjoy eating well, that's where you would start. If you enjoy training, that's where you would start. Yeah, there's such a stigma in our industry in terms of like I've heard of other agencies where people are almost scared to go home at night. You know, they're, they're sat there pretending to work at seven o'clock because they don't want to be the first one to leave the office. And I think it's the same with breaks. And and it's almost expected some at some places that you have to work for your lunch break, which is just incredibly insane because as you say, it's, um, it's so unproductive to do that. And um, people... I guess I, I, I'm interested to actually know whether that's a thing universally or, you know, internationally or whether it, is it, is it an English thing? Is it a, I think, I think it's an English thing. I think it depends on where in the world you are. So I've just come back from New Zealand. Um, I'd been uh, for a year in New Zealand traveling around and um, the whole work ethic over there is completely different to what it is over here. When, imagine England sort of 20 years ago where you would have your breaks, you'd get up, you'd walk around, you'd have a conversation. Everything was very social um, it, it's very similar to that. It's as if they, they're kind of a little bit behind where we are. Um, and they're generally nicer people for it. And they, they're, they're not stressed. They have better social lives. They all have active hobbies. They all go outside. They do things um, outside of the home. Everything revolves around outside of the home. Um, kids' playgrounds, for example, they, they encourage children to bring the skateboards. They encourage children to bring scooters and, and active things to do. Whereas if you try and take a skateboard into a playground in England, they will they'll say, absolutely not, no way. Um, and I think it all revolves around being active. It all revolves around doing something that isn't in front of a computer screen. Yeah, yeah. I think, is it Sweden who have gone to a four-day week universally across the country and, and four days, I think it's only six hours in each one of those days or something like that as well. And they've, they've found that productivity is shot through the roof, which is just incredible, isn't it? Considering that, that you sense though, doesn't it? When you consider how much people's mental health takes a hit from sitting in the office all day and doing nothing but work. The, the, the pandemic's shown everybody how important family is, how important spending time with the people that you love is. And... I just hope that once this is all over, people realize how important that is and they start taking the time that they need to see the people that they love. Um, spending time with the people that matter to them is, is more important than anything else. And that is, it's also going to directly feed into how productive you are when it comes to work. Yeah, totally agree. And I think that's a really great way to end today's episode as well. Thanks a lot for joining me, Jack. Um, it was great. You know, it's good, good to catch up with you. Hopefully people take your advice on board. I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, take it easy, buddy. Well, I hope that helps some of you over the next few weeks and months. If you did like this episode, please share it with colleagues, give it a five-star review, subscribe to the podcast and all that jazz. Join me next week when I'll be catching up with our head of creative tech, Nate, and Solfi Uni lecturer, Juan Hiriart, and we talk all about gaming and marketing. Remember to follow Trunk on Instagram, Insta by Trunk. See you then.